Good morning, and welcome to episode number 170 of the Zenster Podcast. Isn't that crazy? 170 episodes. <clears throat> but uh, we are lucky to do it, and it is really, truly a blessing and an honor to have people come back every day and listen um, to me ramble. Uh, but we're just learning. So, Pura Vida, Wabi Sabi. As always, we are grateful. And what are you grateful for today? Well, today, um, gratitude grounds me and connects me with the richness of life. And I treasure the moments of laughter and joy that fill my days. Also, uh, the, uh, the moments of all the other emotions, too for they are teaching me. So we are grateful today and every day. So today um, I'm going to talk about ideas. And before I talk about that, I have an idea of expanding this podcast, at least doing a longer series form with uh, having guests involved, you know, so maybe do, do a recording for half hour, an hour uh, with, two or three people and expand on the topic of discussion. So similar to what I do here is kind of just find philosophical context, uh, spiritual context and, you know, ramble on about it. But, uh, you know, do that with some other people, maybe release it once a week on the weekend. I don't know. It's an idea and, uh, ideas, uh, live forever and ideas are contagious. So, um, building off that. So, We'll see if that is to come, Um, but first, day 31, almost the end of January. It's crazy. I know. Um, This is from the Tao of Joy Every Day. Ideas. Chapter 54 of the Tao Te Ching has two fascinating lines. That which is well established cannot be uprooted. That which is strongly held cannot be taken. These lines are not referring to anything in the material world. Anything physical, no matter how well established, can be uprooted if you use enough force. Similarly, no matter how strongly you maintain your grip on a material object, it can always be taken away from you one way or another. These lines can only be true in the realm of ideas. Ideas are invulnerable to destruction. Any building in the world can be destroyed. But the concept of buildings will continue to live on in human beings. No matter how completely a building has been demolished, it can always be rebuilt. As long as there are people around to pass ideas on to one another, the concept will remain indestructible. When applied to the Tao, these lines are talking about planting the tree of wisdom in the heart and holding on to the idea of cultivation in the mind. Once these concepts are firmly planted in you, they can never be uprooted or taken away. So today, worthwhile ideas like the Tao become your lifelong companions. Look for opportunities to pass the Tao concept on to others. Let it continue to live on, eternally indestructible. And that is something to sit on and eternally indestructible. These ideas, they are. This is uh, <clears throat> so interesting because I've been just thinking about ideas and, um, you know, this is 
just uh, you know coming to uh, the surface, it's it's interesting. And I recently watched the movie uh, V for Vendetta, and there's a couple great quotes uh, from that movie. And he's uh, one of them is behind this mask there is more than just flesh. Beneath this mask there uh, beneath this mask there is an idea, and ideas are bulletproof. And another great quote from that movie is, the past can't hurt you anymore, not unless you let it. And there's so much truth in that, that uh, it's worth repeating. And ideas are something that stand the test of time. They go, they transcend, you know, our physical bodies in our, um, our the material world. They are something that are that live on beyond just you know what we can see, feel, touch, uh, or it, I guess they are something that you could feel. And this is why the idea, you know, rooted in the Tao and rooted in you know uh, Jesus's teachings and the idea that comes behind it have lived on uh, so long. And Ideas that stand the test of time, timeless ideas that are enduring, they have a certain characteristic that allows them to remain relevant and valuable across generations. <clears throat> and some of these attributes are the universal universality of it. A timeless idea is often universal in their themes, something that connects all people and that is intrinsic to the human experience. So think about love uh, or freedom or the search for meaning. These are themes that are relevant to all of us. And it doesn't matter your background, your culture, or your time period, or the village you live in. <clears throat> the ideas, uh, they resonate with us. And they have a depth and an insight to them that, uh, that relate to our human nature and even the natural world, you know, <clears throat> they encourage reflection, they challenge our conventional thinking, and provide us with new ways of understanding and interpreting the world. Oftentimes, we see it's the simple ideas that really stick with us. Timeless ideas are expressed in a way that are simple, clear, and accessible. They're easy to grasp and remember, and this is something that helps us pass them down through generations. And oftentimes, we are storytellers. We're storytellers and tool builders, human beings. And when we can transfer an idea into a story, it makes it more memorable. It resonates with us, and these things have helped the human, um, human societies flourish for thousands of years and stay relevant you know and and adapt as we adapt you know society adapts you know when the year i was born was much different than the year it is today you know technology has adapted uh, the way we do things has adapted but certainly the nature of human existence hasn't and we're relearning i believe in a lot of way ways how to um, fit our, our, fit ourselves into the times that we're living in. And this happens naturally through generations. I see this through my kids, you know, they, they can adapt to technology so much easier. I, you know, I 
use this analogy when I was a kid. I used to help my uh, grandmother and the older people, um, you know, change the time on their, when daylight savings time, change the clock, you know, change the clock on their VCR. Because it was easier for me. I could just do, 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 do. Well, you know, my kids have that uh, now, you know, say with their iPad. They can just do, 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 do. And, um, you know, easily, you know, figure these things out because they grew up with them. It's a tool that they had access to and were able to uh, use more seamlessly. But the, uh, <clears throat> the concept of ideas, uh, especially enduring ideas, are open to interpretation. And we can allow that um, to be relevant as we evolve. And I think right now, we're starting to learn about these new ideas and how we adapt them. Say religion, it used to be practiced in churches, and, uh, but I think a lot more people are, are practicing this independently. Uh, I know I am, because I have access to more uh, information on it. You know, podcasts like this are, you know, just talking about ideas and they can go with you anywhere. The, you know, the technology allows this to, uh, to travel. Um, but the timeless ideas that last, such as philosophy, religion, spirituality, uh, they influence us. They uh, shape cultures. They influence our thinking and they inspire action. And, you know, that influence ensures that the ideas are remembered and continue to be valued. They also connect with us in an emotional way. You know, ideas that stand the test of time have a, a strong emotional component. They speak of hopes, they speak of fears and desires of individuals. You know, and this is something that creates a personal connection to us, with us, that transcends time. And a lot of ideas that endure introduce new perspectives. Uh, and this gives us a novel approach to understanding the world. You know, the originality of the idea captures people's imagination and continues to draw interest over time. And the ideas of religion and philosophy, uh, you know, through various means, uh, address those fundamental questions of existence, of mortality, of purpose, and the nature of reality. And the value that we gain from this can be deeply personal, but also generally um, it has different aspects of meaning and purpose. Uh, they can provide us with a sense of meaning and they give us a, a framework that help us understand our place in the world and the reasons for our existence. Yeah, not only that, but it gives us a moral and ethical uh, framework. And many people turn to religion as a higher power or philosophy for the principles and the guidelines on how to live a good life. You know, the things that Marcus Aurelius taught in his uh, meditations, you know, stand the test of time because they apply to us today. The teachings that Jesus taught, um, you know, have similar relevance today as they did 2,000 years ago. I just recently read the uh, Sermon on the Mount, uh, 
the original text and some of it is difficult you know you have to translate it through um, a different lens because there's a lot of ye the thy you know the the language was a little bit different but the 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 message on, on it you know underlying it uh, still holds true and um, because I found value in this I <laughs> watched it on YouTube yesterday an updated English version and you can see that the the teachings on are you know parables and teaching us uh, different, uh, teaching us how to think and how to live a good life. And this offers us a guideline for, you know, our moral thought and our ethical reasoning. And this gives us the framework for helping us make choices and determine right from wrong. But also, you know, life uh, has a way of throwing curveballs, and it's in a lot of these, and, and people lived this experience thousands of years, uh, for thousands of years. You know, suffering is a part of life, a part of human existence, and a lot of the teachings can give us comfort, and they can give us hope, and they can give us strength, especially during difficult times. And another aspect that we gain from understanding these contexts is the sense of community and belonging you know religions give us a uh, a shared belief and common rituals and common practices that we can relate to and when you engage with these philosophical ideas you can connect to a broader community and this allows for discourse and conversation and connection with one another. But ultimately, we're always exploring our existence. And, you know, both philosophy and religion gives us a framework for understanding the nature of reality. You know, this is something that's been debated forever and ever. And new thoughts and new thought leaders and come into the mix into the fold. I think we have them as they exist today, um, just as they existed, you know, thousands of years ago. Jesus just happened to be um, one of the, you know, the the people who understood this and was able to teach it and frame it in a way for people to better understand it. Same goes with the Buddha. Same goes with Allah. Same goes with Lao Tzu. Same goes with Confucius. Uh, these are just master teachers that are able to uh, provide us with the, uh, the, the the life's biggest questions, you know, such as the nature of the universe and the concept of the self and a possibility of an afterlife. And this allows us room for personal growth and self-reflection and each of these uh, teachings and all the teachings encourage us to have personal growth and self-reflections. And we do this through challenging ourselves to think critically, you know, examine our, examining our own beliefs and behaviors. And the goal being to strive towards personal improvement and enlightenment every day, get a little bit better. 
And we are taught some of the tools in a lot of these practices through rituals, through prayer, through meditation. And this gives us a sense of inner peace. Uh, it calms the mind. You know, our mind is always busy, always, you know, our ego selves are always trying to keep going, keep, uh, keep things rolling, you know, keep me busy, you know, the mind says. Um, but when we take time to pause with quiet and uh, reflection, you know, we have a deeper sense of connectedness and we understand the transcendence that life offers us, you know, that we're here on a temporary journey. But the idea of life flourishes on forever. We see that through the changing of the seasons. You know, crops grow, they nourish, they feed us, and then they die in the winter. And then they're born again in the spring. It's the cycle of life. It's the cycle of nature. And this is important to understand because, you know, time is also an idea. But it is also, uh, when you think about it in the broader context, um, and I like that analogy, I forget who said it, was it David Bowie or something, we're all breathing stardust from, you know, comets uh, from a different universe or something like that. You know, think about sand on the beach is just recycled um, from, you know, generations in the ocean. And, you know, rocks are compounded uh, carbon from things that existed time before us so they exist and they but they take different shape take take different form and how you know the nature of everything is interconnected you know the plants we eat um, the animals you know that that nourish us and serve us and eat the grass and everything is you know cyclical and everything is connected and ideas are what help us sort of pull this all together. So great ideas. Um, there's no such thing as a bad idea. I mean, there's just yeah, there's ideas with less value, I guess. But um, the one thing about ideas, are they're compounding. So one idea, you think about how the Wright brothers learned to fly. They were bicycle shop owners, and they didn't know uh you know, aviation or engineering in that sense, but they tried out new ideas and then they learned how to, you know, get things in the air. And that idea compounded into, you know, prop plane or a hang glider. And, and then it translates into an airplane. And then the idea of rockets comes into play and so on and so forth. So the ideas compound and build on one another and help us build new ways, new ways of living, new ways of uh, connecting. And those ideas also, uh, the, the, the I, timeless ideas, the philosophical, the spiritual ideas, also evolve, change, and adapt to our reality, the nature of our reality. That's why, you know, you know back in the day they called it prayer. Today we call it um, an affirmation or a meditation. It's, it's all the same thing. It's just a new way of looking at it and observing it into something that's more relevant to our, our, our time and nature. So learn from ideas, share ideas.
talk about ideas, learn ideas. Ideas are the greatest uh, resource that we have as human beings. So I hope um, this was an, uh, a good idea to talk about to ideas today. And I hope you enjoyed this uh, conversation. So as always, deep gratitude for you listening. And we'll see you again next time.